Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Brett Hawes, and hope you are doing well and your week is uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, before I get into today's show, I just want to direct you to my Facebook page. Um, I have a few events coming up, uh, both live uh, talks and also two webinars. Um, topics vary, uh, but nonetheless, uh, please do go and check out the Facebook page. Um, look under my events tab and you will see a few of them listed there. Um, so let's just hop right into today's show because it's a show that I've really been wanting to record for a long time. Um, my guest today is, uh, I'm probably going to botch the pronunciation, but uh, Ruda uh, Yande, who is a Brazilian shaman and has been, uh, obviously he's a native Brazilian, but he has been, uh, quote unquote, working in that space for 25 years and helping people uh, with a variety of issues and uh, just to really sort of transform themselves. And um, yeah, but uh, I know a lot of you listening to this are interested in things like ethnotourism, are interested in psychedelics, uh, ayahuasca, San Pedro's, peyotes, um, ibogaine and so on and so on and that's why i wanted to get the perspective of an actual shaman who has been doing the work uh, versus simply um, hearsay or people who are authors or researchers or simply people writing secondhand information so i think that if you are interested in this topic you will find today's episode very very fascinating um, some of the things that we talk about today uh, include um, actually, what is shamanism, right? So what is shamanic medicine? How do we define that? And can we define it? Uh, we talk about how shamanic medicine differs from place to place around the world. Um, we obviously talk about its roots, um, its origins, you know, where, it's, where it comes from. And not only that, we spend a good deal of time talking about bringing shamanism into a modern context and bringing shamanic medicine into the the sort of more developed world or the city life and whatnot. And I think it's important because for the longest time, I think I believe that, I know I did, and um, I know many of you did, you know, if you wanted to have these types of experiences, you sort of had to do the, the, the three-month pilgrimage into Peru and go and hike in the mountains and sort of seek the shaman. And uh, I've heard this from a few people in, in that space that this is no longer the case and, and the medicine has spoken and said it needs to get out and this medicine is now making its way into cities and I, th I think um, it took a little bit for me to sort of come to terms with that but I think it's exciting and fascinating at the same time. We also spend a good chunk of time talking about um, and, and I'm not sure I'm going to get this correct here at least in the footnotes but we talk a lot about new ageism and shamanic practices and what i mean by that is we when we talk about things like mental health like emotional health i think there's this tendency here in the west and particularly in holistic and new age circles to try and bury or or sort of work through the negative side of oneself and to sort of let go of negative thoughts and negative beliefs and negative behaviors and whatnot and i think you'll find a very refreshing perspective here uh, from ruda where 
these are not things to be shunned and uh, simply cast away and, and forgotten about. These are actually things to be embraced. And it's more a question of learning the patterns, identifying what those patterns are, coming to terms with them, and then moving forward in life so that we are in a better position to recognize these things when they come up. Um, we're in a better position to handle them, but also find some sort of peace and solace within ourselves to know that we're not just going crazy and these are not just terrible things that are happening to us. So um, I'm not sure if I captured that 100%, uh, but obviously as you listen to this episode, uh, you will you will definitely um, get a sense, a much deeper sense of what I'm getting at here. Um, as always, if you do enjoy the show, please consider uh, sharing, subscribing, and um, definitely catch up with me on, on Facebook and uh, help me spread the word, all right, so that I can keep the shows going and bringing you awesome guests like Ruda. So enjoy today's show. And without further delay, here is Ruda Yande. Hi, Ruda. Welcome to the show. Hello. It is uh, great to have you on the show. Um, you and I, I think, have been communicating back and forth for a few months now, uh, trying to figure out our schedules between different time zones and busyness and whatnot. So it's really, really great to finally have you on the show. And I know a lot of our listeners are going to be quite excited about uh, what we're going to talk about today. So welcome. Um, oh, we're very excited too, Brett. Uh, uh... Very happy for being speaking with you and uh, with uh, your audience. So let's go ahead. Let's talk yeah. about feminism. I think um, so. So perhaps you can let's just start off. You know, obviously, what we are going to be talking about today is shamanic medicine, shamanism, um, and that is really what you do. So perhaps we can start off by describing. Um, what shamanic medicine really is like what if, if someone asked you that question how would you explain shamanism or shamanic medicine to someone yes i think this is the key question so good you started <laughs> straight to the point i see i will to respond to this question i will talk a little bit about my own my personal journey and uh, i'm starting in shamanism maybe 25 years ago uh, and uh, I started drinking ayahuasca of course mm -hmm. uh, it uh, opened a whole door for my self-development and uh, discovering so many different dimensions possibilities universe inside of mine and uh, at the same point uh, many other doors outside also uh, start opening, uh, I mean, going to different shamanic circles and learning uh, about drums and dance and uh, many different shamanic traditions. Uh, I've been traveling all around South America, especially Brazil, Peru, uh, meeting different shamans and uh, indigenous tribes. And uh, I've uh, learned a lot about uh, myself during all this time and experience. And uh, although 
the oh, every practice, every kind of medicine I've learned, I think of those not as a definitive one, right? Like uh, uh, it's okay that uh, uh, drumming and uh, working in states of trances, uh, ayahuasca, uh, some kinds of natural healing, uh, especially working with the elements of nature, are shamanic practices. I think uh, uh, the shamanic medicines go uh, involves many more things than that. And it's not something that should be so uh, categorized because uh, uh, starting with uh, what does shamanism mean? Shamanism is about the pure connection with nature, right? Is mm -hmm. uh, whatever a whole set of philosophies and practice that would connect men, humankind with nature, or wake up the consciousness about nature within. So once we understand that, uh, there is uh, not uh, exactly uh, one exact tradition which is shamanic and a different one which you can say it's not. Yeah. Uh, the, so the term shamanism is too wide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I, I think I... Um... I know exactly what you mean, because as someone who's also, you know, I've spent a lot of time with indigenous people around the world. Um, many of our listeners will know that I spent roughly six years with uh, the First Nations um, here doing a lot of that type of work. And then I've also read so much. And, you know, Michael Harner, who's who's very well known in shamanic circles for sort of bringing shamanism together into the, the sort of Western world. Um, you know, one of the things that I sort of took away from his work was the the fact that the practices really differ so much from culture to culture around the world. You know, the Siberian shamans sort of had their toolkit, if you want to look at it like that. And then, you know, uh, sh uh, shamans in Peru would have a, a different sort of skill set. But there definitely are common practices among shamanic practices around the world. But obviously, from what I've gathered anyway that they differ from location to location because the surrounds are, are different, right? The nature is different. The environment is different. Um, and is, is that a fair thing to say? Yes. And uh, also the ages are different. Uh, mm. We look a lot uh, to the past. We try to find so much uh, in old traditions. I think it is very important to keep connection with our roots. But uh, what would be our shamanic medicine now for our people yeah. who else live in a big sea surrounded by all the new technologies we, we are inventing and uh, with all the whole set of Western 
culture, uh, which not only surrounds us, but also uh, feeds us in so many levels and make us who we are. Because only bringing some very ancient practice to our world maybe can help us a lot and can be powerful. But uh, we must also understand that many practices have been created to speak and to help people from a certain environment, right? Um, a Native American uh, drumming and uh, having his ritual, sac his sacrificial rites, like the standing in the, uh, I don't know exactly the name in English, but uh, the tree of life, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, many very powerful dance, but basically dance for war, for those people, uh, rituals which has a me have a meaning of uh, connecting with their people, their tribe, right? And uh, uh, reaffirming their in their communities. The same in South America, there are many shamanic practices with a single very objective purpose. And uh, we cannot, uh, like, it can be powerful and can be very helpful to bring such practice to our world, but we should not uh, uh, forget of thinking that uh, we must find our own shamanic practice now as modern shamans, right? Mm -hmm. As current shaman. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I think you know. Let's let's. I definitely want to dive into that um, in just a little bit because that is something that I really want to talk about. I think it's really important. Is you know bringing the old ways into a modern setting so that it suits the environment that we now find our find ourselves in. So I definitely want to come back to that. But you know, just to sort of go back a couple of steps here, would you consider sh shamanic medicine to be spiritual medicine or is it also physical or you know i mean a lot of what we read especially in terms of things like ayahuasca um you know the psychedelics the san pedros the peyote churches and that it really seems to me that the emphasis is put on transforming our consciousness but do you feel that that's where most of the shamanic practices are or is there also a physical component to it as well well I I think that uh, shamanism is whatever comes from the place of our instinct, from our innermost nature. Uh, what I mean is there is a place where our consciousness and the consciousness the consciousness of nature are one single thing. Mm. Uh, when uh, we reach that place, there is no division between the human and the spirit, the soul of nature. And this place is not uh, within our mind, our intellect. It's exactly when we transcend this husk of cons concepts of intellect, of identity, of ego we have, and we so we connect with that uh, 
same energy which creates the whole movement of our bodies, the miracle of life, coordinating so many cells, billions of cells, just uh, living and dying and uh, recreating in the whole movement uh, of life, coordinating so many processes. It also coordinates our psyche, our magic within. When you connect to this place, whatever we do is shamanism. So mm. ayahuasca is a vehicle for getting there. San Pedro is a vehicle for getting there. Right, drumming is a vehicle for getting there. Although you can drink, maybe you would drink ayahuasca twenty times, and you would not reach that place. Mm. You would uh, expend uh, years doing many, many different practices without reaching that place. Many times, the ritual itself uh, becomes an obstacle huh. because uh, it can structure you too much in a kind of intellectual way, this is the right way of doing things, instead of just improvising, because the shaman exists in the present, right? Mm. So well, basically, when I talk about shamans, we cannot even define what kind of technique I'm going to use. Many right. times I just improvise that, it just uh, happens. It can be dancing, can be just talking to people, it is basically connecting with that inner fire which links me to uh, whoever is uh, I'm working with and letting it come to bring the seed of life that exists within that people and waking up, waking this fire and uh, playing with yeah. the amazing creative natural energy. Well, and, and, you know, I'm so glad that you said that because something that I sort of really started tapping into many years ago now was there's, there's a few points that you mentioned here that I want to pull out. And that the first one is that everyone needs different type of medicine, right? So for some people, they need to change their diet. They need to change what they're eating. They need to maybe change their environment or their relationships. And then for other people, they need maybe they do need uh, psychedelics, maybe they do need ayahuasca. But I think that another point that I, is, is important here, and you sort of touched on it, I think a lot of people when, especially the sort of um, the seekers, you know, the new agers and the seekers, you know, ethno-tourism and shamanic medicine has really become a lot more popular again. And I think that there are a lot of people that automatically assume I have to go to Peru and I have to drink ayahuasca. That is the path to enlightenment. And, and that's the only thing that's going to change. And what I'm hearing from you is that that's not necessarily true for everyone. And perhaps that could be an obstacle, right? Yes, yes. I think uh, going for ayahuasca journey is a very worthy, life-changing experience. But uh, more important than anything else is listening your own being, your mm. own body, your own self, to make sure you are aligned with it, right? And uh, uh, what you are already doing, your work, uh, from from my perspective, it is shamanic, <laughs> right? It's coming <laughs> from your heart, from your core. It's about nature. You are taking care of the body. You are embracing uh, a holistic path 
and holistic system to bring people uh, to a different level of consciousness about themselves and how they uh, they do exist in balance with uh, their own nature and the nature around them. So basically, that uh, from my perspective is shamanism. Arts can be shamanism. Huh. Even yeah. business can be shamanism. Uh, I, I have uh, worked with many, many people who are basically entrepreneurs and uh, working on market on very uh, material fields of life, but they are very committed with their innermost self to make the difference, to impact the world for better and to communicate uh, something that comes from their innermost core for bringing, raising consciousness yeah. to the world, right? Well, yeah. It, it transcends their own uh, selfish objectives and uh, in this place, from this place, the magic happens. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, what I'm hearing from you, and it's very refreshing to hear you say that, what I'm hearing from you is that essentially it's really about um, living with a different type of intention, right? And you can do whatever you want to do, but so long as it is a conscious existence whereby you are maybe tapping into your core, into your core beliefs, into your core purpose in life, um, etc. It doesn't really matter what you do, so long as you're coming from that and the intentions are good and the intentions are pure. But I think something, a point that you raise now, which I think is causing a lot of problems for people, is we live in, you know, especially for those of us living in cities, living in the Western world and whatnot, you know, we sort of see the spiritual path and we maybe, I think a lot of people think that they have to be the yogi sitting on the mountaintop and that's the only way that we can get there, right? And I think that this creates a lot of tension for people because how do you, how do I live in the city and yeah, have a family in the city right? and, and yeah. have, to, have to make my money and work and then also live on the mountaintop in Nepal where I can just sit and meditate all day long? And I think yeah. that for a lot of people, there's a lot of tension that's created there. Is, would you agree with that or...? Yeah, so you start looking for some relief and refresh and it becomes uh, one more uh, problem in your life. How do I uh, put it in my already full schedule, right? <laughs> and uh, that, uh, so I, I see that uh, we need the, a much more dynamic contemporary shamanism and uh, it is uh, for sure forget it i would uh, never recommend uh, any sort of practice that would require anybody to to live to detach from the current reality mm. actually the world we are living in now the time we are living in the society we have is an amazing challenge and this full of possibilities for our personal growth. Uh, and uh, we don't need to look for a different kind of obstacle, like going so far away 
from our current reality. Uh, the, the dynamic, the life and the challenge is right here. Uh, and uh, whenever we embrace that and we see our environment and our lives as this amazing set of possibilities where we can really exercise our magic, our self-knowledge, our these are battlefield, mm -hmm. and uh, we are there uh, looking for awakening our consciousness and for taking every element of life around us to as a as a tool as a path uh, uh, for our self development. It is the perfect set of elements we can have for really have a quantic expansion of a consciousness and find the best of ourselves, which would not only be powerful and transformational, but also useful to create a much better life with better relationships, with more prosperity, with more balance, with more love. Mm -hmm. do, do you, something that you just raised a minute ago, and I, I, I say this from a very objective standpoint, but I've observed it, so I just want to get your take on things. Do you feel like in the uh, in in this in the spiritual world um people that are really seeking do you feel that there's a, also a bit of escapism because life is so hard and there are a lot of challenges that are put before us that people are sort of um we're, we're look we're seeking spiritually but we're sort of doing that so that we can avoid all of the challenges that are put before us in a sense and we're looking for a different for a different way for a different route I don't know if I'm expressing that correctly, but yes, I understand perfectly. And uh, there are two different ways of escapism. I think uh, one is trying to avoid certain experience of life, right, and uh, rejecting the world and the reality where we exist. So uh, I have seen uh, and. Uh, now I'm 43 years old, but when I was in my 20s, I've been exploring many different kinds of uh, uh, spiritual communities, compounds, and uh, visiting uh, different uh, uh, spiritual places. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I couldn't find uh, any place which in the core would be different in our society. Huh. Maybe the camouflage yeah, would be better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, many times it gets even worse because uh, uh, people try to hide their own shadows so much, it's so unexpressed that it becomes uh, much more dangerous because mm -hmm. it's repressive. Well, and uh, yeah, it's a, and a lot of those communities. I love. I, I prefer much more being in New York than in Boulder, Colorado, as an example. <laughs> because <laughs> in New York, uh, I know exactly. Like uh, I can 
uh, it's honest. <laughs> it's much more honest. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that, you know, again, a lot of the, a lot of the communities, and I say that very, you know, quote unquote, a lot of the spiritual communities I find are very, very, they're so welcoming to everyone. Um, which is great, but then there's no clear sort of, you know, th this is what we do. This is what we stand for. This is how we we're here to evolve. And, you know, I, I find that there's, you know, talking about escapism, that there's perhaps more of a sense of seclusion, you know, that we, we want to cut ourselves off and isolate ourselves, which I don't think is the most productive um, g given the challenges that we are facing um, on this planet uh, these days. Yes. And I, I think we need to be more inclusive. And I've always said, you know, take those experiences that you have in altered states of consciousness in the psychedelic realm and, uh, and take those lessons and then apply them in the real world. I feel that is really important for us to start doing. And I find a lot of people on this path are not necessarily doing that. And uh, I just want to add that I have a lot of friends in, in Boulder. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Disclaimer>. <laughs> and nothing against that. And, uh, <laughs> I respect everybody, actually. But uh, the, the point there is also about the understanding of who we are or what we are and the the uh, spiritual current affair says that uh, we are beings of light our nature is pure light mm. and uh, we have been sold this bullshit for generation and generation right uh, from christianity then the hippie movement only talking about peace and love and uh, it's like trying to cut half of a human being saying this is your true self and uh, uh, taking half of you that you would uh, project as a kind of shadow you are working on to transcend and at a certain point, you just transmutate that. That uh, will never go on happening. Well, right? Yeah. We are a uh, uh, holistic experience. We have everything inside. We are not different than the nature around us. Nature has hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, earthquakes has... Uh, Volcanoes have tsunamis. Mm -hmm. uh, gives a shit if uh, uh, the wind blows and uh, turns uh, the bird's nest and uh, uh, five, six eggs are just broken with the heart of the, the poor uh, bird's mother. And uh, life keep going, keep uh, also killing us, right? Uh, uh, so the nature of life is very controversial. It's not so uh, like uh, uh, so as we paint it, and we are the same way. We have a lot of different uh, emotions and struggles, and there is no perfection within, right? This mythical human being, full of love, eternally happy, uh, super spiritual, in complete peace of mind. Well, maybe it exists somewhere in Nepal or uh, <laughs> uh, Tibet, but I don't know them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you, it's, I'm, I'm so, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the podcast was I've read some of your articles and you have a very refreshing take on things. And I think it's a very honest and, and truthful uh, take on things. And, you know, a couple of things that I want to pull out here, which, which I'm so glad you said is, I think that, and I've seen this in my own practice, I've seen this in my own life, where we're trying so hard to be good and to be perfect and to be happy and to be all of the positive emotions that we and we um, inadvertently or um, accidentally, if you will, we bury all of the darkness, right? And we bury all of the negative emotions. But I think that what's so important is to acknowledge, and you just said that, is to acknowledge that we have all of those within us. And it's not good to bury those negative, the, the, the negative or the dark side or the shadow side, whichever you want to call it. And one of the articles that I read from you, which was really great, was the danger of positive thinking. And it really sort of ties in exactly with what, uh, what, what, what we're talking about. Um, I just want to back up a step here, uh, Ruda. If, you know, so you, in your work, you've worked, you founded Primal Source, which was the sort of, um, that's been your website and, and the space where you've been operating in for a long time. But you've also now launched this program or you're about to launch an online uh, shamanic program called Out the Box, and I just the reason why I'm I'm gonna uh, we'll come back to that program in a minute, but um, it's important for me to mention that because I want to read something off the website, uh, and and it ties in with what we've just been talking about. So I'm gonna do this as a quote. So quote: If you listen to the majority of so-called New Age gurus, you'll believe you can change your life and accomplish all your dreams by overcoming your fears, defeating your anxiety, or healing your shadow side. All right. Uh, out the box is not intended to sell you an anesthetic pseudo truth to make you sleep better. It's going to challenge your concepts about yourself and your life. And I really, you know, I, I, I love that. And to add, continue here, it's a system for those who want to look at their inner beasts in the eyes and make friends with them. All right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that just really, I'm, I'm so happy to read that and to know that the work you're doing is being presented in that fashion because it's more realistic, right? Yes, I've been working for creating the out of the box program since uh, January, uh, and uh, I'm very happy for being launching that now, because uh, it's basically the best of what I have been studying and accomplishing for the past 25 years of my journey, and. Uh, the the purpose of that is exactly this is to bring us not only to the full consciousness of our emotions of uh, the different elements we have inside even the uh, most considered negative ones but uh, also uh, learning how to use it on our behalf it doesn't need to be a destructive force mm. everything within us has a purpose it's only about how to approach that and the uh, fear is natural anxiety is natural uh, anger 
is natural. Every emotion we have, uh, they are all necessary. And maybe there is nothing wrong with the emotions itself, but uh, with our how we react to our own emotions, yeah. how we approach it. And uh, basically, this is the, the core of the work I'm doing now, is to coach on how to connect with it and see this as nature, mm -hmm. as pure energy within. There is nothing wrong there. And uh, learning to come to the place where we can integrate it in our lives instead of keep struggling against ourselves. Because if you do that, you uh, actually, the, you started your question uh, asking if uh, it uh, wouldn't be beneficial to uh, like uh, to avoid certain emotions. Mm -hmm. And actually it is beneficial, not for us, for our environment, for society, mm. because uh, everything is in its place, and uh, uh, there is uh, a whole social game which doesn't want to evolve, right? It's not convenient. If we, many of us human beings, start really accomplishing and connecting with our inner power, we would be capable of turning the table, of changing the system. <laughs> we become dangerous for the system, <laughs> right? Because uh, we start uh, finding the, this inner power. So uh, also there is a whole set of structures uh, preventing us from connecting with the most powerful source of energy within. And uh, painting that kind of devil, right? Saying mm -hmm. that uh, your instinct is dangerous, your anger is negative, uh, your fear, let's not talk about it. It's not safe. <laughs> it, uh, it, like, then you end up fighting so much for running away from your core that you spend half of your energy in such battle when you stop and uh, integrate that two things happen first you have much more energy because you are not struggling against yourself anymore you are entire there secondly every element you are in touch with can become an ally in your uh, life, in your journey. I like right? that. There is a place for anger. It's important not only to for uh, setting limits, for saying no, for grabbing that kind of personal power to stand for what you want, but also uh, most of the changes in the world and even our inner changes come much more from a place of anger than from a place of love. Mm. Nobody wants to change their lives, their jobs, or 
going racing to a different professional level or uh, if there is not a component of anger if you're not upset with your current situation uh, many times you're so upset with yourself for being so limited for uh, being so uh, negative you're so uh, uh, destructive in certain aspects of your life that uh, you decide to make a change but you decide that not only because of love not because you're upset with that yeah. <laughs> with yourself right it happens in every situation of life so the greatest accomplishments in terms of philosophy of uh, even technology and the, the big change in the world has a component of anger. When anger comes together with love, we find out passion. Yeah. And then yeah. we can do everything we want. Uh -huh. That's an example about the, uh, the philosophy on out of the box and what we uh, are going to learn, the kind of alchemy we're going to practice there. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you just pulled so much together in a few short sentences. And, and I think I, I'll just sort of distill that for some of our listeners and add my own. You know, I've always said that, um, and it really ties in with what you're saying, a lot of these quote unquote negative emotions can be very powerful driving forces. You know, if you think about people that have overcome oppression, if you think about people that have changed um, wh whatever, you know, that is in the world, whether it be race relations, whether it be, you know, gender issues, wh whatever it is, you know, people find um, environmental destruction and corporations, you know, people get so angry and that actually motivates them to go out and do something about it, which is, which is exactly what you're talking about. Um, but I think also... Um, you know, the program itself, you know, so out the box program, we'll dive into that a little bit more. The, the, I just want to thank you for bringing these shamanic teachings and this refreshing approach to our way of being into a modern context with technology. And I think a lot of people, myself included, you know, if I look back a little bit, I might have said, oh, you know, I don't know if that's the right way to go because when I was doing a lot of the intense work, it was always my belief that if you wanted to experience or do this kind of work, you had to go to see a shaman in Peru. And that, that's the only way to do it. And if you take the medicine out of the forest, well, that's no good. And what I've heard from not just yourself, but from other people is the, the, the plants and the medicine have said that it's time to expand. It's time to go out now and go into the cities and go into the developed uh, places uh, into a modern context where, because people really need that medicine now. It, it, it's, and I think now more than ever, uh, to, to be quite frank, I think that we're suffering more from emotional, psychological issues. I mean, mental health is a huge issue that is being put front and center these days in the media. And um, I, I truly feel as well that there is a big disconnect between how we're really approaching mental health. Uh, in in the modern society, so I really hope that this will be a vehicle and a tool for people 
to uh, tap into something that's a little bit different. So let's talk about the program itself. So it's it's obviously online. Um, we're actually going to be launching soon, from what I understand. And what can people expect um, within that program? Uh, before talking about out of the box, if you allow mm -hmm. me, I would just uh, like to complement it with a few words uh, to let you know my perspective about uh, modern shamanism or about what shamanism is. Because actually, uh, what does it mean being in nature, going to nature? Our body is nature already, mm -hmm. right? Uh, our own physical body is a whole environment, natural environment. Uh, uh, with every kind of element we can imagine. There is no place in the world disconnected from nature. It's just impossible to live one single second disconnected from nature from the simple, for the simple reason that we are nature. We belong to nature. Huh? And uh, there is no division. We only created that concept of our minds of artificial, but even the word artificial comes from artifice, from this amazing capacity of creating subterfuge, creating things, what is the our innermost natural skill which helped us developing so much and surviving as a species. Uh, and becoming the kind of uh, beings we are nowadays. The world we have created is basically a human extension of nature. It's nature expressing through ourselves, creating technology and so on. So uh, now talking about out of the box, what uh, I, the whole purpose of this workshop is bringing shamanism to this much more modern context. Okay, let's not reinvent shamanism because it can not something that can be invented or no. reinvented. <laughs> but uh, shamanism it, basically is nature expressing through us. It goes like uh, I. Uh, it cannot. Uh, it's not something I can create, but it uh, creates through itself through me <laughs> and uh, out of the box is a, a vehicle a tool for that what uh, it is going to be uh, what we are going to reach through there let's see let's explore let's embrace it and uh, the program is a three-month program where we are going to Explore. We started uh, uh, looking through every kind of uh, different myth and set of concepts which structures our reality now, the way we see things, right? And uh, we started really digging in the roots of our beliefs. Everything we believe life is 
and we believe we are, to see how real or how fictional it is. <laughs> Secondly, we are going to uh, explore new possibilities for being in touch with our own emotions, with our inner elements. So instead of struggling against ourselves, we can start welcoming and integrating that in a much more dynamic way in our lives. So we are going to start playing with such elements through different kinds of exercise and uh, dynamic practice, which uh, most of them do not require you to go to a mountain. No, uh, basically <laughs> uh, exercise you can practice uh, in your current work with your family, with the people around you, with yourself, right? It's about uh, uh, the using the your own inner resource with uh, uh, the composition, the set of challenges you have in your life. So, so you can learn more about yourself and you can also get uh, much better results in terms of uh, uh, accomplishing your purpose in life. And it uh, goes even deeper when we are going to study what we call our belief system, what mm -hmm. is something much more uh, profound than the, the set of, uh, of concepts of our society around us, but uh, it's much more about the emotional and conscious elements which uh, kind of uh, creates the inner lens with, through which we see our reality and ourselves and uh, how we create our personal universe, how we dream life. Because Actually, there are no limits, right? And uh, uh, for reality, whatever we see of ourselves and of life uh, can uh, be seen in many different different ways. But uh, we structure things, and we cannot control the narrative we have for things. So, going to to this depth of studying the core of uh, how we start conceiving, dreaming our reality is a really powerful study when we start developing our shamanic power and bringing that inner shaman alive so we can dream our reality and plant ourselves much better in the center of our personal universe with our purpose with our flame with our fire awaken amazing wow thank you so much for that that was uh, that was a, a fantastic summary and i think um so needed in in this time so needed in this time for for many many reasons uh on that note um huda i'm going to i'm gonna start wrapping things up here um and just once again thank you so much for for coming on the show 
uh, it's it's been great sitting down and chatting with you about this, and I'm very excited to see where your program goes. I don't know of any other uh, program like it out there, especially um, in the in the online world. Um, do you have any other things that you would like to share with us? Uh, anything else that you're up to these days, or, or perhaps any uh, a message that you would like to send out to uh, to, to the world? Oh yeah. Don't try to be perfect. <laughs> this doesn't exist. <laughs> Let's embrace imperfection. Let's see life as a eternal path for evolvement. And the not taking it so seriously makes the journey much lighter and joyful. We're not going to be eternally happy here we'll never be the way we expect we have some inner power always pushing for more for accomplish more for mm -hmm. being better and uh, this power is at once our best ally and our worst enemy so let's be careful about that in order to uh, take this win positively, but not missing the full opportunity of living the life we have to live now, which is uh, full of possibilities of amazing little miracles happening every single moment. Mm -hmm. This is my amazing amazing message all right my friend well thank you again for for coming on the show um i will be sure to include um any relevant links in the show notes so those of you listening out there um just uh, do go on to the website um I, you will be able to access it from your phone as well and definitely um yeah tap into tap into what uh, huda is doing uh some amazing work uh, thank you, brother, for the work that you are doing and for bringing this into the context uh, that you have. And for those of you listening out there, if you have enjoyed today's episode, uh, please consider uh, sharing this episode with your friends, with your family, with people who might be interested. And of course, you can also subscribe to the show, leave us a review and uh, catch up with us or with me more specifically on Facebook. All right, so if you go onto the website, you can access everything that I'm up to there. And if you go onto today's show notes, you can access everything that we have discussed on this show. So, Ruda, you have yourself a fantastic day, my friend, and uh, enjoy your travels because I know you are actually in Paris right now. So, enjoy the rest of your stay there, and uh, I'll touch base with you soon, okay? Thank you very much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and uh, your audience, Brett, and the. Uh, yeah, I, it seems we're going to meet soon in out of the box, wait for mm -hmm. you there. And uh, to the ones who have enjoyed this conversation today, I'm very excited to or sharing this journey with you. You're very welcome there. So awesome. All right. Thanks, my friend. Have a good day. And all of you listening, you take good care. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.